You're listening to the Wad Dogs Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Val. Uh, so we are entering week nine. Uh, we had sort of a split week this week, or last week. Uh, we went uh, three and two at Snoqualmie. That was actually pretty good. We were still in first place. Uh, we uh, got lucky on a couple in uh, Detroit. We actually took Detroit on Monday night, and they uh, did what we thought they would do. They covered by, I think they covered by 12. Uh, the other two contests, Westgate and uh, uh, Circa, we went two and three. Um, that was, I will take the blame on that one because there was a couple games we end up taking that we probably shouldn't have. Uh, once you run over uh, our, our because I think the two, the Circa and, and Westgate was the same. And then there was a couple of different ones that was on, uh, on Snoqualmie. Yeah, on Circa and Westgate, they kind of have pretty much the same lines. So we took the same games we took that Houston at a minus three and I know it just it didn't sit well but we we liked it I don't I don't know it was like that push and pull it's it's kind of demoralizing after such a great week we had week seven but we ended up taking Houston that didn't cover and oh my gosh Green Bay did anybody I mean I guess you could have seen that coming because Green Bay hasn't played great but you thought at home against Minnesota and Minnesota having that great game maybe they fall flat but nope we didn't get get it on Green Bay, but um, like Rob said, we got that Detroit, and we got Miami. We actually went for those huge points. That was the one we were more nervous about, was trying to take a minus, I think we got a minus nine on it, So, but we took the points, they covered, and then we took the Commanders, which I really did like the Commanders all the way up until that game didn't cover. I really, especially that beginning part of the game, so we got that two and three on that Westgate and that Circa, and then we also took on our... Survivor is we took the Chargers and we're still in. Yeah. So at least we're now, I know that there's like seven people left in Circus Survivor that have 10 entries left. So that's, wow. that's 70 entries right there. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, uh, carnage this week. Not a lot of people got knocked out. Uh, so I think the last I, I heard from, uh, I listened to a show called VEASAN, uh, Vegas Sports Information Network, and they had Derek Stevens on there. He's the owner of Circa, Circa Sports, and he said uh, it wasn't just from him; it was somebody else. I think there's 1,200. There was uh, at the start of last week. There's 1,237 people left, uh, so there's still a good number. But when you start out at 9,267 people, you know, hey, not too bad. Week week nine, we're still alive. Uh, now there's a couple of choices this week, so we have to sort of decide on what we want to do for the survivor. Um, you know, I'm thinking uh, either the Saints home against the Bears uh, or the Browns home against the Arizona Cardinals. There's kind of advantages to both of those as yes. as a two two possible a uh, two possible uh, survivor picks. I don't really know uh, another place where we'd end up taking the Saints, and I'm not even really sure if there's another spot to take the Browns. Uh, so we might have to do a little bit of projecting on that to see which one's better there, but. Uh, nonetheless, at least we have a couple of options. Uh, so why don't we run through the games uh, for week nine, run through our leans. Oh, wait, we didn't go over Snoqualmie real quick. Oh, sure. Because we, we, you know, we didn't do too bad in Snoqualmie. We got three you know, three wins and two losses, the, um, which we ended up taking a little bit different than the Westgate and the Circa because Snoqualmie, our local casino here in Washington, the one that's closest to our home, they have a little bit different lines for whatever reason, but... I consider them gifts. So we actually got Cincinnati at a plus six. So we went for that one and we covered on that. Um, we got C Seattle at a minus two and a half where all the other books had them at a minus three. We kind of liked that. They still covered either way, but um, we liked that minus two and a half. So if they did, 
you know, end up winning by a field goal. That was a, a really nice gift. But so we ended up taking Seattle, Cincinnati, and Detroit, which ended up covering. And again, Houston and Commanders on there, which didn't. But we went three and two. And like Rob said, we're still number one at the Snoqualmie Casino. Um, there, but they, I can never say it. Uh, pick the pigskin points. How do you beat, say it? Beat, 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 the, the, beat, the, uh, beat the point spread pigskin challenge. That's just... That one's yeah, yeah. just yeah. They're gonna work. They're gonna work on that name. They're gonna shorten that up somehow. Because uh, and and, and, and maybe something. not use the word pigskin. Like how many how many uh, contests have you seen that use the word pigskin? Well, is their uh, first one, so maybe they want to make sure that everybody knows what we're, what they're betting on. So well, yeah, but no one can remember what it's called because it's got too many <laughs> too many words in it. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, you see those pick'em challenge, pigskin pick'em kind of thing. You see that a lot when we were in Vegas. They used to have those you know teaser cards with pigskin pick'em all over the place and. Uh, I mean, it's cool. It's cool that it's uh, it's Washington, and we have you know Vegas style action in Washington. Uh, when we moved back to Washington in 2017, uh, we were sort of like you know uh, really disappointed um, to not have access to sports betting. And then a couple of years later, then it was, uh, you know, there was a, a bill uh, introduced into the legislature. I was watching it frantically. Uh, and then eventually Snoqualmie was the first one to open actually in 2021. So we've had sports bidding now for, uh, you know, a couple of years. So uh, it's been, uh, it's been really nice. Um, uh, it's, you know, it's still not Vegas necessarily, but, you know, there's a DraftKings casino right up the road. There's a FanDuel over on the Olympic Peninsula. Um, there's a Caesars, uh, Caesars uh, Sportsbook a little bit south of us. There's an MGM Bet a little bit south of us. All the major sportsbooks are, are, are sort of represented here. And then the Snoqualmie, the one that we uh, are the live closest to, that one I think is an IGT sportsbook, which isn't one of the big ones. I think they're just kind of a, you know, they're out of Vegas. We used to, uh, I think we talked about that on our opening show. We used to drive by their, uh, I don't know if it was their headquarters or not, but they used to have a, a building in uh, the southwest part of Las Vegas. We used to drive by there all the time. I think they're known for making, I think, slot machines or something. You know, IGT. I've never heard of them. IGT. Um, but nonetheless, uh, it's great to have uh, uh, action again. And, uh, you know, and uh, honestly, this is the first style, first type of contest that Washington's had like this. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're doing, uh, so the Snoqualmie contest, I think it's a big advantage, especially if you're doing well, like we are. We have uh, uh, 50, what, how many points do we have? 58 points? 54. I think we're at 60 now. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, last week we had 54. This week we got 60. Uh, we're in first place, sole possession. Uh, this is uh, coming up to week nine is the end of the first half. So if we're still in first place, then we win uh, We win the first half prize pool, which I think is like 3750 bucks. So uh, I'm a little disappointed at what our performance on Circa and Westgate because we had a, we went from a 5-0 and week at West gate four and one week at circa and now on both of those the second week of the three-week contest we do a two and three uh, so we sort of blew our chance at any money there um, at least for the three-week contest maybe for the nine if we bounce back but we've done this a couple times we have a really good week and then we regress a little bit and we have I don't a really know. is it the pressure do we just overthink everything because i know i was overthinking everything that one time when we did one and four and then last week when our week before when we went five and oh it seemed so easy like I didn't overthink it but maybe because we had done so poorly it was like we well, can't do any worse than you know one and four so may so that's why last week we didn't do that great so we'll have to see how we do this week so we do have some leans um, that we've been kind of going through 
but it still even this still seems like a tough week. Yeah, uh, you know, getting later in the se- later in the season, there's a lot of things going on. Uh, a lot this week, especially a lot of quarterback injuries, right? And a lot trades. Of, yeah, and- some the trade deadline was just a couple of days ago. I don't know at the trade deadline there wasn't as much more defensive players. There wasn't as many. Did Derrick Henry go anywhere? No, he oh, so didn't. he's staying with the yeah, Titans. Yeah, okay. He's, uh, I think you know to be honest, I think they're going to scrap their season. But then that Will Levis actually played really well uh, in his debut for through for th- uh, four touchdowns, missed another one that could have been a touchdown. Uh, I think he sort of surprised people. Uh, I think Tannehill is not going to ever play another down again for the Titans. I think he's sort of done there. And if ty- uh, uh, Will Will Levis actually has some talent, maybe they're going to try to salvage their season as opposed to getting rid of all their good players. Because uh, there's a bunch of speculation that. Derrick Henry's going to go to the Bills. He was going to go to the Buccaneers. He was going to, I just heard some rumors. I don't know if any of those were just made up rumors or if there was, oh, I think the Ravens too. I think, the, cool. I think the Ravens were going to do it. And then ownership, I believe on the Titan side sort of stepped in uh, and sort of you know, quashed the deal a little bit. So this week is uh, very interesting, a little challenging because there's, you know, a lot of potential variants, but um, definitely, um, you know, um, definitely uh, some, some potential value there. Uh, Maybe, maybe on the overcorrection, maybe the value is actually taking the side of the, of the backup rookie quarterbacks. That's maybe where the value is because the lines have adjusted too much. So, uh, so we're doing this actually on Thursday morning. Um, the only lines we have right now are the Westgate. The, we have not been to the casino yet. Uh, for the local one, so we can't get those online. We have to go to the casino and actually get the lines directly from the casino. Uh, and then the circle lines have not come out yet. Usually uh, the proxy service we use, sometimes they come out Wednesday, sometimes they come out Thursday morning. Um, so the only lines we have right now for at least contest lines are uh, the Westgate. So game tonight, Tennessee Titans, I'm speaking of which, uh, at the Pittsburgh Steelers, Steelers are at home at a minus two and a half. I don't have a... A read on either way. When I did the my own handicapping, I came up with a minus three for Pittsburgh. It is Thursday night. We always kind of avoid Thursday nights because Thursday nights can get a little weird. But I think the line is actually a two and a half. So like I said, that's not really not much of a point value just looking at the numbers that I came up with. So I, I would I would bow out of this one. Well, we don't uh, necessarily care for Thursday games, like you said, uh, but I would fade the rookie quarterback. I think he's against that uh, pass rush, TJ Watt and uh, Alex Highsmith. I would take the I'd take the points. Just on a side bet, you wouldn't do a money line for Tennessee. Uh, not on the road, and not with yeah. a rookie quarterback. Or, uh, you, you know, know, Thursdays anything can happen. So uh, we'll probably do a little fun little side money bet, but, um, or a little parlay or a round robin or something. But I think for the contest, we'll steer weird. Yeah. yeah. We won't, we won't put this one on the contest, but for, for we, we do make a bet tonight because we always like to bet on the college and the NFL game for Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, we will, uh, we will probably, I'd like to bet on, on Pittsburgh. I don't like the money. Okay. No, I, I'd be, if I were going to go either way, I would definitely go with Pittsburgh. You know, I like an underdog, you know, Hey, rookie quarterback on a Thursday night with all eyes on him. That's, that's a lot of pressure, so it could go either way. Um, you know, you know, I always like to root for rookies anyway. But I, but definitely in terms of winning a little cash, I would go Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, honestly, he's had four touchdowns his first game. He's not going to throw four <laughs> touchdowns against. I mean, I know Pittsburgh's defense has moments where they're amazing, and then they have moments where they're not so great. I think Minka Fitzpatrick is not playing uh, for Pittsburgh, but they do have Cam Hayward back, uh, who, who is a big you know uh, force in the defensive line. So it might. Um, 
Uh, I think that they're hard to run against, meaning Derrick Henry might, you know, might not be able to be as effective. If Derrick Henry can't be effective, then he's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, and I think that that's where he's going to, uh, you know, get a little bit of a, uh, he's going to get humbled in this game a little bit. At least that's the the angle that I'm taking. So I would lean more uh, more Pittsburgh. Uh, second game, which is another Germany game. Really like those uh, you know uh, Europe games. I'm sure the players probably hate it uh, just because it's travel and it's different. And you know they're already the season's already kind of a grind as it is. But I love waking up uh, six o'clock or whatever, and then we got football at six thirty. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, because we're on the West Coast, so it's at six thirty for us. What about those of you on the East Coast? So it's then it. Like- it's a 9.30 game for yeah. them, which is a normal which start time like for us. Which yeah. is probably pretty nice for everybody on the East Coast. It's like, you know, kind of like a fun mid-morning game. Or for us, you know, the morning games are at 10 o'clock. But I do definitely like that early morning game. And I think, and I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I like it when they have, you know, pictures of the scenery and the people, the locals that live there and all the people in the stands, you know. Um, so I think that one's going to be really fun with Miami and KC. I have Miami. I, I rank, I move them up my rank. I actually have them ranked at a three. I don't know if other places do, but I feel with, with some of the, um, losses and some of the changes in week six or sorry, week eight that Miami, you know, I put them at a three and because of what happened with KC before as I actually have them at a ranked at a four. I don't know if you would agree with that with KC being a little bit less than Miami, but with that loss last week and. Yeah, you know, I think that the top five teams, uh, I think the Eagles are sort of uh, kind of rising above everybody else. Yeah, I actually I, have them first. I have the Eagles first, and but who do I have for the second? I'll pull that up. But the um, but I definitely oh I have yeah Baltimore second, Miami third, KC fourth. But then I was thinking too when I was doing the ranking, you know. That game last week for KC might have been a little bit of a sandwich game because they were probably looking ahead to this Germany game with Miami. Yeah, 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 totally. A little bit of a letdown spot. Uh, it was a divisional game against the Buccaneers yeah. or the, against the Broncos. That's the one that we should have used. We should have taken in, instead of. And I had it on my list. I liked that game at Snoqualmie. Would have had it at an eight and a half. I don't know why we didn't take that game. I don't know what possessed me to take the Packers uh, and and the Houston Texans. Well, like, you're wearing a Packers hat right now as I'm looking at you. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, well, of course you overthink it. It's like a good spot. You know, if Kirk cousin played really well, like the Packers, I I like your really cool black Packer hat on right now. Yeah. But that's the reason why I sort of uh, fade them a lot or I don't end up, uh, not that I fade them. I don't end up, we don't end up betting on them so much, especially this year, because I mean, they're just not very good, right? They're just very unpredictable. Now we have bet on the Seahawks quite a bit this year, but I think we're going to, at least that one, we're going to just to be safe, not to try to push our luck too much. I think we're going to end up staying away from the Seahawks. I do like the points with the Seahawks though. That, that uh, plus six is actually a really light, really nice number. It really uh, gets my attention. I would, uh, I would like to lay those points, but I'm not sure if we're going to do that. Uh, so the, uh, the Germany game, uh, I heard that uh, I was leaning uh, Cincinnati at, uh, excuse me, Cincinnati, Kansas city at first, uh, then the line went down. So the line was moving away from us. So there's some money coming in on, on Miami. Uh, but um, you know, the rule sort of implied rule uh, you're getting under a field goal with Kansas city. You take Kansas city uh, right now. It's still a minus one and a half, but the fact that the line movement went the opposite way, it doesn't really excite me too much. 
I mean, it must mean there's some, you know, big money coming in on Miami. I, I do know we got to look at the injury report. I do know that there are some injury issues with Miami uh, that could have some impact. Uh, the Kansas City defense has been playing pretty well uh, as of late, actually the whole season for the most part. Uh, I think it'll be a really fun game to watch, especially first thing in the morning. Here in Washington this time of year, uh, the, uh, you know, it's dark until after eight o'clock in the morning, right? So we get to wake up in the complete dark and watch this game before the before the sun rises. So at least that point, I don't know if we'll put this one in the contest, um, but at least it'll be a fun game to watch nonetheless. Uh, next game, this is one of those uh, quarterback issue games. Uh, so Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. The Westgate line for the contest is a minus five. I'm going to, you know, I, I don't really see too much of a value either way. I know... Wondering who the quarterback is for ATL would determine if I would go with ATL or they, not. I think they announced yesterday that it was going to be Tyler Heineke. Oh, it is. Okay, then I would I would cons- I would lean more towards ATL. When I did the rankings and did a little handicapping, I really didn't come up with. Honestly, I came up more with a because um, we're getting a plus five for Minnesota. Is it a plus five now? Plus five. Yeah. I actually found a couple of points of value of taking Minnesota just with the math and the numbers foundationally. Now, gut wise, that tells me I don't, you know, I don't know how much we want to jump into that. I think I would probably just, with my gut, lean towards ATL if we're going to have that other quarterback. Now, when you Ritter. when you when you rank the Vikings, so I think right now they just traded for the before the trade deadline. Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals was traded to the Vikings. I'm sure everybody knows that by now. Uh, I think he's projected to start next week. Uh, Nick Mullins, I believe he's the backup, or is he for somebody else? I got to think about that. But Jaron Hall, he's a rookie from BYU, was the projected starter. Uh, you know, so uh, did you when you did your rankings? Did you uh, account for Kirk Cousins being out with his? Uh, I with didn't. His, uh, torn so now, now, I didn't. That was my original one. With 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 him being out, I still didn't really have. I still had a little bit more like a point of value rather than a couple of points of value. I still feel like, you know, Minnesota could do something here. I think it's really cool with Josh Dobbs being on Minnesota. I, I liked him on Car- on the Cardinals. I thought he yeah, was yeah. pretty cool. He's a, he is, I didn't realize, he was a aerospace engineer in college at the University of Tennessee. So he is a really sharp cat because mm-hmm. uh, he's been in this role a couple of times. I would not be surprised, to be honest, if he plays on Sunday. That uh, would be yeah. awesome. Because he, uh, he is, um, you know, obviously smart enough. If you're an aerospace engineer, you know, all the math and physics, you got to know to be an aerospace engineer um, you could probably pick up a playbook in a couple of days at least enough place to be you know and he's been in that role a couple times where he's been traded uh, and then immediately thrown into the you know thrown into the game right away so I wouldn't be surprised because I don't think they've announced a starter yet uh, if and I don't know I don't know if this is going to make our contest or not um, but if uh, Josh Dobbs plays I'd lean towards Minnesota oh absolutely because yeah, Tyler Heineke, I like him. I think he's a scrappy player when he played for the Commanders. I think he had some uh, some good moments last year, some not so good moments. Uh, you know, I think he's an upgrade from Desmond Ritter for sure. They got tons of offensive talent on that team uh, between Bijan Robinson, uh, Drake London. I think Drake London might be hurt. I'm not sure, but I think I also saw that he's hurt. But he might. He said he's going to play. Uh, he, uh, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is like the most underutilized player in the league right i don't know if that's because he's not that good uh, or if they just don't have the quarterback to get the ball to him right so i just think that this offense could be lights out uh but in reality their offense should be really good but it's really their defense that has really played well on pretty much all season so uh you know uh i like the i like the points with minnesota i think it's definitely uh understandable why the line went up after kirk cousin being out 
Um, but I still think it's a little bit of an overcorrection because Atlanta's had some issues on offense. They just had a hard time scoring. So uh, depending on who the Minnesota quarterback is, I'm sort of leaning uh, the points with Minnesota. Next game is Arizona Cardinals at the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are at home at a minus eight. I found actually a little bit of value with Cleveland that I honestly think we should take Cleveland. I have them you know, with Arizona, I know they got rid of their, you know, they're, like I said, they got rid of their quarterback, but I, I like, I like Cleveland. I have them at almost like a three and a half points of value on there. And then, and they're at home too, that I'm totally down with Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Toon, uh, I had to look up where he, where he's even from. He's a rookie quarterback. He was from the university of Houston, uh, university of Houston. So they like to throw the ball, right? So he's at least, uh, he's a, I would assume anyways, without seeing any film on him, I haven't uh, seen any that I remember. Uh, I know that last year uh, we bet on Houston a couple of times uh, that he he can probably sling the ball all around the field, I would imagine. But rookie quarterback going up against that defense, oh, Lord, on the road, uh, it's going to be probably, it's Cleveland and it's November, so it's probably not going to be very nice weather there. Uh, and you and I lived in the Southwest for almost 15 years. When you are- It's very nice weather there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you, are, when you are used to the Southwest and you go to those cold temperatures, it is not fun. Uh, so those California boys, those Arizona boys, those Florida boys, when they go up to those, uh, uh, honestly, even some, probably some of the Texas boys, when they go to those cold climates, uh, you do not adjust to that very easily. It is, and football when it's cold, let me tell you, it is, I mean, I'm sure they're professionals, so they're probably used to it, but, uh, when it's cold and you got to collide into body, you know, th 250, 300 pound bodies, it's not, uh, it's not that fun. Uh, so I agree with you. I think this is one of our survivor candidates. Uh, this is the one that was on the ra our radar kind of right off the bat, just because they're playing Arizona. Now that Josh Dobbs has been traded and they got a rookie quarterback, it's even more attractive. Uh, but again, um, also kind of leaning towards that uh, New Orleans Saints. Both of those are home favorites. Uh, we'll come back to that one in a minute. So I'm, I'm on the same side as you. I think Cleveland could be a, still laying a lot of points, um, but I think it's the right spot uh, for sure. The next game is the Rams at the, uh, the vaunted uh, Green Bay Packers. Packers are at home at a minus three. And I think we're going to stay away from that one with Matty Stafford being out. You, you know, you don't know if you want to take the Rams and after the way Green Bay's been playing, I don't want to take Green Bay either. Yeah, well, I don't think that he is officially out yet. Well, he might be Ma in. Matty Stafford. Uh, he had a ulnar collateral ligament. Oh, uh, so that is a, a ligament in his thumb. Mm -hmm. uh, the ulnar, uh, the ulnar, uh, the ulna is a bone uh, in your in your forearm, uh, and it attaches in your forearm, attaches across the thumb joint. So he and it's of course in his throwing hand, right? So it's going to uh, have an impact in how he grips the ball. I think he's you know uh, it hasn't been ruled ruled in or ruled out yet, but I think the backup is uh, Brett. Rippin, I believe his name is. Rippin, anyways. He played for Boise State. Uh, they reached out to a guy they had. I think he's on Tampa Bay, uh, John Wofford. And, uh, you know, they wanted him as the backup if Maddie Stafford can't play. And he actually declined. He said, oh. he said, no, <laughs> he didn't want to, he didn't want to go. I don't know if that, what that means. If he likes his position, if he doesn't want to be thrown into the wolves, I don't know what that means. Uh, you know, but he sort of declined um, being traded back to the Rams because he, he filled in for Maddie Stafford last year, a couple of games last oh. year. Uh, I just heard that as a, well, you know, Maddie Stafford's playing. I would be, I would like that there. I mean, the Rams are going into a bye next week. I know teams do better when they're going into a bye. 
Yeah, they, right now I think the sure Rams use a win. Yeah, right. Right now I think the Rams are just an overall better team than Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I have not seen anything from Green Bay that makes me want to take lay three points with them. No, yeah, honestly, even with a rookie quarter or a backup quarterback, uh, you know. So uh, right now, Green Bay has no business being favored by anybody. Uh, so. Uh, you're right. If uh, especially at Snoqualmie, if we get no news that Maddie Stafford's playing, we'll probably be on the Rams on that one. Maybe, maybe. Uh, otherwise, we might just you know uh, think the Rams or put Rams in a you know a money line bet or something just for fun. But we're we're definitely fading Green Bay. Uh, next game is the Washington Commanders at the New England Patriots. The Patriots are at home at a minus three and a half. I have the Washington Commanders at a two point five points of value. I have them at. A- more like a, I know they're a plus three and a half with the, with the Westgate, but I have them at a plus one. So I think even though they didn't cover for me last week, that was last week. I think this week that wouldn't be a bad team to take. Yeah. Uh, you know, last week we probably didn't get the best of the number in the contest. We, we, we got it at a six and a half. I think what they lost by seven, I think it was, uh, you know, so uh, we would have got a seven. We would have pushed seven and a half would have been a great number. We would have won. I think the six and a half was just sort of an oversight, but I did like that. I did, the last time they played, uh, it was a, uh, you know, Eagles won by three in overtime with a field goal. And they uh, started off great. Oh my God. Uh, Sam Howell, uh, this week for fantasy, I actually, uh, Maddie Stafford's hurt. Deshaun Watson hurt those are the two quarterbacks I had not stellar by any means but I actually uh, because of his performance and he's had a couple of really good weeks like that I actually picked up Sam Howell as my uh, fantasy quarterback this week uh, you know because um, I think he had sort at least of like your fantasy quarterback what do you mean because it's not your fantasy team he's well, doing he's doing my sister's team who has no clue what football is she thought Richard Sherman was the quarterback for the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. And now her, all her coworkers think she's some kind of football savant. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not, I had a couple of bad weeks there. Uh, you know, oh. she, uh, but it's, no, a, no, she was, she, she won $20 last week for the top points. Yeah. She's like, I got $20. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, this last week, week eight, I got 133 points or something. I got, you know, top points for the week. There's a couple but I'm of, sure she's not the only gal or guy there that has other people helping them. So, um, well, we're not cheating. It, well, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But and nonetheless, I picked up J- uh, Jahan Dotson, uh, the receiver for the for the Redskins. Uh, they uh, so the trade deadline, the Redskins. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Redskins. Uh, the Commanders. Commanders. Yes. Uh, the Commanders actually got rid of their two uh, defensive linemen. They got rid of Montez Sweat. He went to the Bears and Chase Young, uh, which is almost unfair. Chase Young went to the 49ers. Uh, the def- the defensive line for the 49ers is going to be incredible. You got. Bosa on one side and Chase Young on the other. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but I don't know if that changes too much. Their defense has had problems all year, even with that uh, front seven. Um, but the commander's offense has actually been pretty good. You know, that's why I decided to take uh, 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 Sam Howell. There was not a lot of other options. I was debating between Sam Howell and Gardner Minshew um, for quarterback this week, mm-hmm. which I think is another, uh, to be honest, this week, I think against Carolina is another viable option mm-hmm. as far as fantasy goes. Uh, but nonetheless, I agree with you. Uh, even though we didn't cover with Washington last week, you would think, you know, from a kind of a square standpoint, you'd want to fade Washington again this week. Uh, but I'm, uh, we're sort of going to lean into that a little bit because I agree. Getting those points, New England has no business being a three and a half point dog or a three and a half point favorite. Uh, now the the line, the three and a half, kind of bothers me a little bit because they're kind of baiting you. 
Uh, at least it seems like they're baiting you to take Washington. So I don't, I haven't looked at the numbers yet to see if there's any wise guy money on the Patriots or not. But I know the Patriots have some issues. One of their top receivers, Bourne, I think he's out. Uh, IR or something with an AC. I think he uh, tore his ACL or something. So, you know, that's going to affect their offense. And Mac Jones has just been sort of, you know, a little terrible pretty much the whole season. Their defense is reasonable, but... Um, you know, I, I, I definitely like the points with Washington as well. Uh, Chicago uh, Bears at the New England, or excuse me, the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are at home at a minus eight and a half. So we're getting, yeah. So I have a lit, you know, I actually, I have a, we talked about this one about New Orleans, maybe, maybe New Orleans for the survivor. They're at home. I, ha- I actually have Chicago at one, just one point of value that, I would. I don't know if I want to lean towards New Orleans in terms of covering, but may, maybe for that, you know, maybe for the survivor. I still think I like Cleveland better for the survivor. But the um. But actually, I'm kind of. If I had to pick one, I would take the points on Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I, I that Tyson, uh, Tyson Badgett hasn't played terrible. He hasn't played great, but he hasn't played terrible. He played. He played great against the Raiders. Now, granted, it was the Raiders, but last week when they lost to the Chargers, which we had the Chargers for our survivor, um, they. I thought he played pretty good, even though they did. He, he played all right. I mean, he didn't make any crazy blunders. I mean, no. you can tell that it's the 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 spotlight isn't too big for him. He he, he seems like he can handle the pressure pretty well. Um, you know, so. Uh, I, I definitely, I'm not sure if we're going to play that one, but the eight and a half points wise, they can lose by eight. Um, that's pretty attractive. Now, if they were at home, that'd be, I'd totally take them. I know it wouldn't be in an eight and a half, but. Um. Yeah, uh, I think it's, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, a good spot for New Orleans uh, to win for sure. Uh, they had, a, they had a good week last week against the Colts, um, but. Um, I'm, there's no way we'd be taking eight and a half points with, uh, you know, to cover for New Orleans. No way. Uh, so, uh, and that was one of the uh, the trade deadlines. So Montez Sweat from the Commanders was traded to the Bears, uh, give them a little bit of extra pass rush help. Um, you know, uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, we watched the Bears the last couple of weeks, a couple of times. They're not as bad as they as they are kind of ranked, right? They don't mm-hmm. they don't play as bad as they're as you know, honestly. Even we watched Carolina last week on the Houston game. Even they didn't play as as like the potentially the worst team in the league. No, um, no, I'm they right. actually played pretty good. But I didn't realize Bryce Young and the um, that CJ Strauss they were like roommates or they went to school together or something. No, Bryce Young was. I mean, they might they said they kept in contact when I was watching the game. They said they were actually they actually knew each other in college, but hadn't really met up and kept in touch, but hadn't really met up. In, while they're in their NFL career, yeah. but that they C- still keep in touch. C.J. Stroud played for Ohio State. Bryce Young played for Alabama. I think before they were at a, somewhere together, and then they split up yeah, yeah, yeah. to go that way. I, so and I they don't knew know. each other, so I thought that was kind of cool. I think uh, C.J. Stroud actually is from Rancho Cucamonga oh, cool. uh, in California. And I don't know where Bryce Young is, but I think he's also from California. So maybe you're right. Maybe they played each other in high school or yeah, something. Yeah, so- something they were saying. And then, yeah, one went to one school and the other. But yeah, Rancho Cucamonga. We love Rancho Cucamonga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, we've had lots of good times there. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, yeah, we have a we have an office. Uh, sorry, for sort of us like a satellite. We run a business uh, and we have a satellite office actually in Rancho. So we actually spend some time there. We live in Washington now, but we still actually have an uh, uh, an office there. So a um, little bit of a. Uh, a little bit of a familiarity to that area in the Inland Empire. Uh, so. Um, Seattle and Baltimore. Yeah. So next game is, so we're leaning Chicago, too many points for New Orleans. Next game is Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are at home at a minus six. I love the points on Seattle, but we've taken them a lot that I could feel. Granted, yeah, 
losing by six. That's just a lot of points, but at the same time, it might be a good time for us to fade them. We've been, we've been riding the Seattle wave for a while that we might need to know when to get off. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, they did, uh, they did, uh, sort of screw us a little bit when they played Bolt, uh, the Bengals. They should have won that game. They had so many, so many, uh, red zone opportunities and Gino just couldn't get it done. Uh, and that's what makes me nervous to be honest against a running quarterback and a good defense. Uh, you know, Gino could play well or Gino could play terrible, but I, I think Seattle, even though they're ranked pretty well, I still think there's a, they're a little underrated. That's um, I kind of I kind of thought the other way. I kind of think they're a little overrated. Oh. I have them at an eleven, and I still look at my rankings, thinking I don't know if they should be there, but they are good. When I when I I have them at an eleven, I actually have Baltimore to two. So when I did some of the when I did my own numbers, I came out with exactly a plus six for Seattle, and that's what the books are showing. So I don't see really value taking it in terms of the math, but. Unless, you know, you had a real good gut feeling or the weather or some injury reports yeah, or and I some other information. And it is November, so I have not looked at the weather in Baltimore. I don't know if it's going to be not wet yet. or not. I do believe Baltimore plays on a grass field. And I just heard, uh, I was watching a, a video breaking down uh, games for this week. And that as you get later in the season, uh, people that, uh, games that are played on grass fields, uh, it, it was more for an over-under play. The unders are more popular uh, in later parts of the year year on grass fields uh, as you would imagine it's wet it's cold uh, you know the the playing surface is going to be a little different so it's harder to score points uh, so uh, I, I agree I, I I would go Seattle if I was going to have to choose I'd go Seattle um, but you know it might be a time just to kind of stay away from them this week uh, next game is Tampa Bay at Houston Houston Texans are at home at a minus two and a half I came up with a minus three for Houston I don't know if I go either way I, you know, Tampa Bay is kind of like a toss up for me. Maybe I would take them on. No, I don't know. Honestly, I would, I would, I would rather stay away from that game. Even, even from little fun parlay money betting, I would just scrap it. Yeah. I like the points with Tampa Bay, to be honest. Uh, I know that we've bet uh, not contest bets on Tampa Bay like a couple of Thursdays ago when they when Tampa Bay played we actually took the Buccaneers and they covered kind of a last a, a last. No, we've uh, taken them twice. First time they didn't cover. The second time they did cover. And we have okay, uh, yeah. But we took them on a Thursday night. They got a backdoor cover right you know in the last in the fourth quarter, so we ended up covering that one. Uh, I think that uh, to be honest, a little bit of the, uh, the 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 brilliance of C.J. Stroud early in the season, he's kind of tapered off a little bit. I think. Some of the defenses have sort of caught up with him and some of his tendencies because he's not nearly playing as well as he did for the first, you know, probably the first four weeks. First four weeks, he was incredible. So I don't think he's still, even though we're in week nine, I still don't think he's thrown an interception yet, uh, you know, necessarily. I think there was one. Did he, he do one last week? I think there was one where he threw an interception, but then it got fumbled. So I don't know if that actually yeah. counts as an interception or not. Uh, but um, needless to say, that's pretty incredible for a rookie quarterback to only have thrown, even if he has thrown one, um, that's still pretty impressive. Uh, so, I, I mean, I think you're right. Uh, if you're going one way, I'm going the other. We're not going to probably put that one in the contest, but I sort of like Tampa Bay. Uh, next one is Indianapolis Colts at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Panthers are at home at a plus two and a half. I have them ranked, you know, the way I have my ranking, I have them exactly Carolina as a plus two and a half. Granted, I like at-home dogs. They won last week, though, so I could see, you know, maybe fading them. I could see Indianapolis easily, you know, winning by field goal. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gardner Minshew, he is a, uh, he played for Wazoo, you know, Washington state, you know, right. So, uh, you know, have a little bit of a, uh, and he's just kind of that, that proverbial underdog kind of guy. He's a, you know, kind of a, 
a journeyman backup quarterback. Uh, and with Anthony, Anthony Richardson, he's, you know, he's getting that starting position, um, you know, and their offense, uh, their offense, their defense has been mediocre, but I think their offense, they can score some points for sure. Uh, you know, and I, I think the same thing. I like the points with Carolina, but two weeks in a row, I think last week was their, was their moment. You know, they got their, they got their first win. Uh, and now I would sort of, uh, kind of go back the other way, uh, and, and fade them. So I'm, uh, I'm sort of leaning and it's only, it's only two and a half, right? So Indianapolis, all they need to do is win by a field goal. If it was three, three and a half, I probably wouldn't touch it, but uh, winning by a field goal, I could see that happening for sure. Next game is the New York Giants at the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders are a home favorite at a minus one and a half. Yeah, this was a, you know, this was a tough one. I, I came up with exactly kind of the same thing, a minus one and a half, minus two for Las Vegas. This could be a easily a coin toss. Well, the interesting thing, just a, a couple of, of days new, ago. Because of that new coach. Yeah, yeah well, they, they fired Josh McDaniels. Uh, I mean, I would really didn't think it was going to happen before week that nine. soon, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Maybe at some point. I do believe, I again, just heard through uh, watching some YouTube videos and some listening to some podcasts that players were actually complaining about their scheme and it's no good and everyone was frustrated. And I watched, actually last night, I watched the press conference for the new coach. His name is Antonio Pierce. And he was part of some of those uh, Super Bowl teams for the New York Giants. Uh, he was, I believe he was number 52 back in the day. This was probably early 2000s when uh, they beat the Patriots and uh, they won oh, yeah. they won two uh, two Super Bowls with Eli Manning uh, and uh, and I don't know if he was a defensive coordinator I don't I think Patrick Graham is a defensive coordinator for the Raiders so I'm not really sure why he got the head coaching job and one of the offensive or defensive coordinators did not get the head coaching job uh, so I was a little surprised by that. They fired, not only did they fire the head coach, but they fired the GM too. So they have a rookie head coach or an interim rookie head coach and an interim rookie uh, GM at the same time. Uh, so, but so. his, uh, his um, Antonio Pierce, his press conference was really inspiring. He grew up, he grew up in Compton. Uh, in Southern California when the Raiders were in LA uh, back and he even said in his press conference during the NWA days you know straight out of Compton <laughs> mm-hmm. and everyone all the Raiders guys back then all, all, the, uh, all the NWA guys back then all used to wear Raiders hats and Raiders gear yep. Yep. Uh, and stuff and he said I was born a Raider right you know so <laughs> it was really uh, and it's really interesting this is how you know serendipity and how fate sort of happens so he's getting his coaching debut against the team that he won won Super Bowls with, with oh, the Giants. So cool. I mean, how do you even write that a story? So cool. How do you write a story <laughs> like that? Uh, so I was leaning Giants because I think Danny mm-hmm. Dimes, uh, Daniel Jones is coming back. Saquon Barkley is going to be there. However, listening to him, uh, it was kind of inspiring. It would make me kind of lean more toward the Raiders as a getting the, you know, getting the, you know, uh, un because uh, I think there was issues all year long with uh, Josh McDaniels. I don't think the players liked him at all. I think they just had a riff and for Dante, uh, Devontae Adams was frustrated. The whole team was frustrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now it's almost like that, you know, you get the the problem out of the way, uh, and now you have this new, you know, newfound energy. So just because of that press conference, I would lean. <laughs> I would literally, I would lean the Raiders. That's uh, going to be a really fun game to watch because yeah, I've yeah. talked to some people in Las Vegas, and they're happy 
that that Josh McDaniels is not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I and now, to him yesterday, now yeah. if, you know, fans <laughs> are gonna fans are gonna overreact all the time, right? They don't know anything behind the scenes. But when players are starting to complain, uh, players are not buying into the coach or the coaching philosophy or the scheme. Like almost the exact opposite. Like Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, I played football in high school. I would love to play football for Dan Campbell. Like he is the kind of coach. Uh, Demarco Ryan, the coach in uh, uh, Houston Texans. I would love to play football for that guy. Uh, you know, um, just you know, just because you can just tell that they know what they're doing when it comes to motivating young men. Uh, Josh McDaniels, uh, not so much. Uh, you know, just you can tell by his body language, he just looks like a, you know, even his face, he looks like you'd rather punch him than, you know, play for him. Uh, you know, um, but that Antonio Pierce, because uh, I remember watching him on, on, you know, he was a really good inside linebacker uh, for the Giants when they won those Super Bowls. Uh, his uh, his press conference was really good. Uh, you know, um, it wasn't very long. You know, he didn't, uh, he wasn't too rah-rah, which I think was good, you know, but he was, uh, you know, just the backstory of where he grew Grew up in South and uh, South Central Los Angeles, and having that you know um, a familiarity with the Raiders and trying to, uh, I hope this is what bothers me. So Rich Bisaccia. He was the interim coach last year, uh, you know, for the Raiders before they brought Josh McDaniels in or the year before in between when they fired Gruden and they brought in Josh McDaniels. Rich Bisaccia was the special teams coach who's now the special teams coach for the Packers. Uh, and the players love that guy. At least that's what I think they did anyways. They played really well for him. Uh, they, you know, end up making the playoffs, uh, which they shouldn't been able to after firing Gruden. Uh, I don't know why those, uh, the, when, the, when those uh, uh, interim head coaches do such a good job they never get why the, didn't they keep him yeah i don't they never get the job the following year mm -hmm. i don't know why they do that yeah. uh, same thing happened in carolina last year uh they fired their coach uh, matt rules now the coach at uh, uh nebraska and they uh steve wilkes who's the defensive coordinator for the 49ers he got that team playing like crazy because i remember we bet uh, mm -hmm. on the seahawks uh last year and they you know they they sort of trounced the Seahawks in Seattle last year because he had that team playing playing really well towards the end of the season. So I don't know why those interim coaches never seem to get the job. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know especially when you can do that mid season. You know there's a lot of adversity, a lot of yeah. lot of Inspire pressure. Inspire and get wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was uh, really impressed with that oh, Antonio. That'll Pierce's. be really fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, uh, and you know just because we do have a lot of we lived there for a long time, mm -hmm. so we have a lot of uh, uh, friends and people that we know in Las Vegas, and you know they're not. Not really happy right now. It's really hard to back your team uh, when uh, you know when you're losing all the time. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know we'll see what happens with that game. So I'm just based on the press conference. I don't think I've ever had done that before. But press conference alone, I'd be leaning uh, Las Vegas from a, a nuisance of energy. Uh, next game, this is, should be a, a, a nice one to watch. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are at home at a minus three. Oh, that one's going to be so fun to watch. Now Philadelphia has a bye next week. Um, so it kind of makes me think, oh, I kind of want to go towards Philadelphia. I have them, you know, valued at an extra point, but there's so many variables with this, but I do, you know, I have Philadelphia ranked as, as one, but after the, the, the beating that Dallas did last week, this is going to be a, an awesome fight to watch. Yeah, you know, I think that the uh, the consensus or the, you know, the, the rationale that I've been hearing, which I sort of agree with is that Dallas beat sort of a mediocre team in the Rams. They seem to do really well against poor talent uh, or not as good teams. And when it comes to better teams, they they tend to fall flat. Uh, so and they I, come back from a bye like they did that one time. Remember that one time they came back and 
we bet on them and they just slammed it. It was awesome, but they had been on a buy. So, and then this last time they were on a buy and they came and really took out the Rams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, and I think that there, you know, there's that, I mean, I think by coming out of a bye week, there's, there's obviously some value there because, uh, players get to heal and they can, uh, they can, uh, plan better for the matchup, but there's also some uh, data support going into the buy. Mm-hmm. Um, that teams tend to, you know, because they're sort of excited because they're going to get a little time off, uh, you know, so they are sort of motivated to not hurry up and get the game done, but they're excited to have that little bit of a break uh, just in general. So I, I'm with you. Uh, I uh, I haven't looked at the where the numbers are going as far as, you know, percentage of bets versus the money, but uh, the number hasn't moved. It's been a deadlock three. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will move. I think there's probably uh, balanced money on both sides between the public and the, and the pros. Uh, but I'm definitely leaning uh, Philadelphia. For yeah, sure. me too. I would. I, if I had to pick, I'll definitely pick Philadelphia. I don't think we'll put this one in our contest, but we'll we'll go talk about it later and yeah. see. It's a great game to watch, but I sort of agree with you. It might just be you know one of those divisional games. It just might be. Uh, you know, um, after Dallas's good performance last week, they could do no wrong. They win 43 to 20 or whatever it was. Um, that's, I think that's a perfect spot to fade Dallas, but I think the wise guys might be on Dallas actually. Really? So it makes me a little nervous. Well, they like, they like the points. Wise yeah. guys love points. A divisional game, take the points. I totally understand, but you know, at the same time, Philadelphia just keeps them winning. Uh, you know, um, you know, I mean, I know they have a loss on the season, but you know, still they, uh, and AJ Brown, um, the other, uh, number one wide receiver has just been a lights out. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, next game, the Sunday night game is Buffalo bills at the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are at home at a minus two. So I actually like Buffalo on this one. I have them at a more like a, almost a pick em. So I have it at a pick em or Buffalo at a plus 0.5. So I'm, I'm leaning just because I see a little value with Buffalo. I know they're not at home, but I would lean towards Buffalo on this one. In fact, I would even put this one in the contest. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I don't know if I feel that strongly about Buffalo, but it's also sort of a fade just because Cincinnati uh, beat the... Um, the 49ers last week, right? That's a big, yeah. really big win. Uh, Joe Burrow looks like he's back to form. His calf injury must not be much of an issue. Uh, I know that the Buffalo still has some injury problems on defense, um, but uh, we haven't. Uh, so I think right now, like as of week nine, I think uh, everyone's high on Cincinnati and sort of low on Buffalo. And I think that's the perfect time to fade Cincinnati and and, and actually take the points. I mean, how often is Buffalo actually getting points? Uh, I don't think it happens very often, right? You know. Man if we could get at a three yeah i don't know what the opening line was that's why we I'll haven't have we haven't we, we haven't seen the lines yet uh, at snoqualmie and snoqualmie they tend to use the opening lines so i'm really excited to check their lines out later today uh because we might get some especially with all the the trade deadline and some well, of the looks injuries like it started at a plus one yeah, well, that's not a lot of value, but, you know. So it must up, be money's going on Cincinnati. Yeah, 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 at least a little bit anyways. Um, so I'm with you. I'm sort of leaning Buffalo. I think it's a fade spot for Cincinnati. And uh, after coming off that really good upset win against the 49ers, uh, and uh, Buffalo just seems like kind of uh, they're losing their juice a little bit, right? Or at least perception-wise, they're losing their juice. I think it's a good spot for uh, Josh Allen getting points. Uh, the Monday night game is the LA Chargers at the New York Jets. The Jets are at home at a plus three. I actually have the Jets favored in this one. At I know they're a plus three. I actually have them favored by a minus 0.5. So I could see this one really closer to more of a pick em. Now it's Monday night prime time, just like Thursdays. Weird things can happen. But I would 
definitely I like I like the Jets. I would even consider putting them in the contest. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm kind of leaning the Jets. Uh, I think that they they've won a few games as of late. Uh, Zach Wilson isn't playing. He's not playing great by any means, but he's not. He's playing better than he did the first few games. They won a few games, right? I don't think anybody thought they would be able to win any games. That defense is still legit. Uh, I think Bri- uh, uh, Brees uh, Hall, their running back, is playing very well. Uh, Garrett Wilson has not done as well as he has, um, you know, necessarily um, just because of the quarterback issue. Um, but um, uh, again, Chargers beat up on the Bears last week. They're looking really good. Uh, I think this is a and a West Coast team going East. Uh, I think it's a great fade spot for the Chargers. I like the Jets as well too. And, and the Jets, their coach is really good. Didn't you say he might get like coach of the year? Well, that's just my. That, I think he's done a hell of a coaching <laughs> yeah. job. I think he's kept that team together after Aaron Rodgers got hurt on the first game of the year, uh, and he's actually getting those guys still to play. They haven't given up, uh, and you know he stuck behind Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is. He's not an all pro by any means, uh, but he's, uh, you know, they're still winning games. They won, I think, you know, uh, more games than I think than anybody would have thought they would have won without Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers like helping out a little bit or helping with some coaching or at least some inspiration. I know he's been at some of the, um, you know, some of the training things. Yeah, I think he's there in practice. I yeah. think he's uh, there to support Zach during the games. I don't know how much of that. I haven't really paid too much attention to what role Aaron Rodgers playing. But he's, you know, he's trying to support his team. His presence is probably much appreciated, uh, you know, and he's working really hard. If he comes back in January for the playoffs, if they make the playoffs, if he comes back this year from an Achilles injury, that is absolutely incredible. I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing, he got surgery. I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing stem cells. If he's yeah, doing ozone. A, I'm sure he's doing yeah. it all. Uh, <laughs> hyperbaric oxygen chambers. I mean, he's probably doing everything he can um, to, you know, to, because I know that he has that kind of uh, alternative medicine kind of, uh, uh, you know, mind as opposed to just conventionally just getting the surgery and then that, and just going through traditional rehab. Uh, I think he's really trying to, uh, I don't know any of those things. Those are just speculation on my part. Uh, but I think he's really trying to push the uh, push the recovery. And if he comes back in the same season, um, that would be, I, I don't think that's ever been done before in any sport, let alone, uh, you know, f- uh, football. And if you think about a quarterback having to drop back and you have to plan on your foot and, you know, all, all the ankle uh, dexterity that you need to be able to do that, uh, I think that would be um, absolutely incredible. Uh, and if they're able to salvage the season until he comes back, uh, you know, that would be just a, a great story, you know, all the way around. So mm-hmm. there, I don't, I don't like Zach Wilson necessarily. He just seems kind of brash and a little, really? uh, I didn't, I will say this. I didn't before, mm-hmm. right? I think he was a little too cocky. He didn't play well enough to be as cocky as he was, but I'm sort of rooting for the, the jets and for him now oh, because yeah, he's kind of, he's, you know, he's been getting, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of raked over the coals a little bit as far as his performance in the media and such, but he's stuck in there. He's playing better. Um, that's a lot of adversity. That's a lot of pressure to overcome. So I'm definitely kind of rooting for the Jets and rooting for uh, you know Zach Wilson uh, just in general. Uh, but yeah, Robert Saul, I think he's doing a great coaching job. Uh, and I don't know if he's going to win uh, coach of the year or not. Um, but if they keep continue to win, I think he will, he should, at least in my opinion, that's all it is. He should win coach of the year because I think everybody thought uh, in uh, the first game of the season in early September that, you know, they were, you know, they're going to be just terrible. And they certainly haven't, uh, that, that hasn't really panned out that way. So, uh, so, uh, 
Anything uh, Anything else that jumps out? Uh, we said Survivor. We're leaning towards Cleveland. That's probably going to be the one we're going to take. But uh, New Orleans is kind of sitting there as a, as a possibility. Uh, you know, uh, wh- what are your thoughts between those two? You know, I'm I'm going I'm going back and forth. I'm probably more leaning towards Cleveland. That's probably my my choice because all we're we're not trying to get cute and choose the different teams. That's why a lot of the really great teams, those higher ranking teams, they're gone. We already picked them, but we just want to stick around. So I I I would probably go with go with Cleveland. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Let's yeah, we'll go talk. We'll go have lunch and talk about it. And yeah, because we'll we, we've already we've already taken Miami. We've taken KC. We've taken uh, let's see. We've taken Baltimore. We've taken Seattle. We've taken um, uh, Buffalo yep. and the Chargers last week. Um, so there's a couple that we have left. You know, moving forward. But I just like the idea. We'll to be see. honest, I just like the idea of having multiple options because I know as we get closer towards the end of the season, um, next couple of weeks, uh, it's not looking too good. There's going to be some really lean weeks there. So uh, some the of the teams sur- always win. So yeah. we just have to find the winner. Yeah, some of the uh, you know some of the uh, the survivor carnage is going to start to show up here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So it'll be exciting. Hopefully, we can last as long as possible. You know, who knows? Anything's possible for nine million bucks. You know, we'll, we'll do the best we can. So um, all right. Uh, Until next time, I'm Rob. And I'm Val. Take care. Bye-bye.